0: You are now, oh, look at that, about to witness the awesome uh, crushing uh, might of the Eugene S. Robinson Show <laughs> Welcome, my friends. To a show that seemingly apparently never ends. Not now, not ever. <laughs> I'm your host, Eugene S. Robinson. Welcome to round number, version, sorry, version number a one, a six, nine. <laughs> uh, uh no, the the tweet from last night that wins it is Andrew Hernandez's. I will read it to you momentarily, but right now, ah, I see you. It's a baby right now. <laughs> Bob Riley from Stigmata. Intro, all of nothing. Calling of the just. He's about to sing us in as he has since two thousand and seven it's 14 years we've been doing it still available from Revelation Records and Huntington Beach California where they hit your car with a hammer shoot your death in a nightclub and <laughs> get rid of your protem mayor I'm taking a real good look at you taking a real good look at your face so being paid back in full always nothing (laughs) all right oh wait a minute wait there we go all right things got a little good little far field anyway um listen first up let me show you some stuff that that makes me more than happy well, I'm not wearing it now because I've been wearing it so much. It's it's in it's in the wash, but um, you can see it on my head. SSD. I, I was a huge fan. Look at it. I'm like that kid who like everybody saw like a certain movie, like you know, oh Star. I was older than that to, for the Star Wars do it Star Wars comes out. See the movie. On Monday, shows up to school, just like Han Solo, head to toe, totally accurate. That's me, big, you know, <laughs> exactly, man, exactly. So Al Baril himself, actually, who, who, who way back when, almost forty years ago, helped uh, helped Whipping Boy put together their first tour. I've been, a, I was a fan prior to that, anyway. So, got this. I, I got. He just said uh i i got a face mask ssd air freshener you don't know how happy i am kids will have their say air freshener i i, I can't even i can't even i can't even i got i got stickers key fobs ssd this is this is I, refrigerator magnets bro you don't you have no how much odd. Can you take You don't know how happy this makes me. This is this has to have been probably the best week of my recent memory. And, and here is Al Burrell from SSD way back then, a show I was at more than likely. And uh, he wrote a nice note on it that uh, that uh, touched my heart. Touch my heart. So, um, so, oh, hold on. I got I got to show you this one. Sorry, I'm geeking out. It's not night of the champions bodybuilding show new york city i also geeked out didn't expect it but there's my sticker how much art can you take and this was a high point as was interviewing springer a few years ago which i think i'm going to revisit uh for a very specific reason which i won't reveal right now because i want to get him on the show either on the show or in the eugene s robinson sub stack to talk about but it's it's it, it, he's a phenomenal interview Anyway, uh commercials. Uh um right now, Patreon.com. Choke it on some rice. Patreon.com slash the Stomper or Stomperville. Uh, I can never remember which. Great place to uh to leave some cash if you like the show. Uh Venmo. I'm gonna give you all of it right now because uh uh because I can. It's a commercial at the top of the hour. You, uh, yeah, good for you. There you go. Hey, man. Um, uh, so uh, let's see. Let me see if I can figure this out what my Venmo is. It is here. I'm going to put it down. If you want to send it, uh, at. Uh, did I put the at right? No, I didn't. I'm just like writing in the ether. Uh, at uh you eugene and i'm probably never going to do this again because it's hard enough to remember this stuff and dude who sent me dude who sent me the uh uh, uh the cash app which cracks me up because even though he, he sent se- several in the cash app i always forget so it's a big rigmarole for me to figure out how to get the money out of cash App, and it just but it makes me laugh every time all right so there you go so that's uh that's uh venmo uh you got patreon you got venmo um, no, uh, yeah, did I say uh, PayPal is just pinko, not p i n k o nine five zero one four at yahoo.com? And uh, and then where's the cash app? And then I'm stopping, my throat is starting to hurt from talking about cash. Oh, right, here we go. Uh, and that cash app is uh, I, how do I even find it? Uh, oh, uh, it is. I just write it for you because I'll never be able to do it. Here. I'm drooling. Okay, and this is this is uh, this is uh, I don't know what that is. Uh, that's uh, yeah, that's Cash App. All right. So anyway, so those are the commercials. Uh, v. This is V one six nine. Let's get into it. Now, um. <laughs> You know, I don't know if you know this. As a procedural, as a procedural, the first time I, I'm speaking about a fight that we've all seen is not this show. The first time I'm speaking about a fight that we've all seen, thin black Duke merch, yeah. Oh, sorry, I, I got the commercial. It's Oxbow merch table, which uh, we, I still have T-shirts in there. And everybody who has not bought an Oxbow T-shirt, you do realize—I'll put the link up. You do realize that you're holding up, uh, you're holding up the Oxbow death metal T-shirt. We did the hardcore T-shirt, but they are like seven left, and uh, and I, I'm not gonna print anymore because I I had the experience, of uh, having uh, having a garage full of this stuff. So let's see. I think it's uh, Oxbow. Oxwell dot uh, uh, sorry, merch table. Yeah, now you can see how slow I type for a writer. It's pathetic. dot table.com. So anyway, so so let's get to let's get to let's get to the fight. So you realize that we we have used the tradition the traditional corollary that we use on how to understand the fight is, is we use we use the a a, a drug world MO, right? Like you know, one of the one of the few rules that the Hells Angels ever had, interestingly, well, not so interesting enough. It seems to make sense. No drug burns, All right? So if if you are brothers, you don't sell somebody baking soda and tell them it's coke. You don't sell somebody uh, 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 you know Ovaltine and say it's crank. In the old days, crank wasn't there. There's no crystal about it. It was yellow and dirty and stepped on. You don't do that you know because why was it because these guys were excessively moral individuals well for the same reason that we don't have sex with people who are related to it will completely shake to the timbers the, the 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 functioning unit of strength in that organization and that is the brotherhood right in hell's in terms of hell's angels you know in terms of uh other you know family groupings you don't do stuff that's the likely like you know okay it's widely understood that if you punch me in the face that the response might be kind of negative, understood. So those of us who want to have uh, convivial relationships do not punch each other in the face as a matter of due course, unless it's some uh, sexual peccadillo or it, it, you know it could be something else, right? So uh, no drug burns, no drug burns. Um, with, with the oopsie, And the only way that you can actually get have a drug burn is if they overpromise and underdeliver. They they promise and don't deliver. They overpromise and over-deliver, in which case you OD, and we've never seen that. Um uh, or alternatively, there's what happens when you're caught. Like Tom Waits sings in that song about the, the magic bullets, face it, kid, you're hooked. Now, now, now that, 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 that that you're that space where you're hooked, not a great space to be in. Not it, it ruins your perspective. It's all that clean and sober, clarity moment of clarity stuff. But there's something else afoot here. There's something else afoot. Now, Shock G. And you stick with me for, here, for a second. Here Shock G, Digital Underground died, right? They couldn't figure out why he died. The autopsy just came back about why he died. He had in his system crystal meth, fentanyl, and one other thing. Now, I't the, the third thing was unimportant. If you've ever taken drugs, you have an understanding drugs are like food or like liquor or like anything else that people use to uh, indulge what, what uh, Steve Ball- Dr. Steve Ballinger calls the instinct for dizziness, all right? Instinct for dizziness. So uh, we do things in, 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 in a semi-coherent fashion. For example. You very rarely hear about people mixing Thorazine with cocaine. There's a reason for that. The highs are not complementary, right? You very rarely hear people mixing quaaludes and heroin. They are too complimentary. You very so when Shock G, they had they have him they do this autopsy and say he had uh, he had uh, crystal meth and fentanyl in his system I start to feel a little bit like Columbo in that one there's there's one uh, one last thing here I suspect that he bought crystal meth based on the time of the morning that he was found And that somebody sold him crystal meth that was mixed with fentanyl. Others have gone on record as saying they he, they were sneaking fentanyl and stuff. Why? Well, it gives it a little boost. It's, it's a chemical equivalent of a speedball. It lifts you up while it smooths you out. You know, look, 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 look. All of these drugs mimic natural processes, right? in terms of dopamine receptors, they just do it on a tighter cycle so that your brain wants to, you know, sometimes, you know, wants to. Putting fentanyl in stuff might make sense if it didn't kill your customer base. Fentanyl high, fentanyl, you know what fentanyl is like in in bodybuilding circles, for those of you who might recall this, the mania for growth hormone. I don't know anybody who got strong off of growth hormone nobody unless they bundled it with all a whole stack of steroids and they go oh it's great but if you just you could just take steroids without growth hormone and you're gonna get results but you will never take growth hormone without steroids and get results so you could take heroin to take the edge off of meth I've heard and it's a natural, it, it, it comes closer to, to replicating your body's natural kind of relationship to dopamine. Go to arrowid.com or arrowid.org, E R O W I D. Their business is harm, harm reduction. And that's what I use as a backgrounder and have since I worked at Apple, have used as a backgrounder for any article. And they designed their whole system on Apple stuff. That's how I got to know them. Um, they, 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 it's harm reduction. So, 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 um, so I, I smell bullshit over, over, over the, over the shock G thing. Not that I'm not saying that that, that there's no chicanery involved. There's no chicanery involved. I'm just saying when they say fentanyl, I'm not saying it's purposeful. I'm not saying Prince purposefully sought out and took fentanyl. I don't believe it. I believe it was the beginning of them sneaking shit into stuff and you don't know, you don't know, you don't know. You know, with weed, well, you think you know weed. Weed is very different than it was in 1976, to tell you that. Something happened. Something happened. I say this all, not to spend the rest of the hour talking about drugs. I say this all, if we're using the drug corollary for MMA, that the UFC's drug last night was perfectly serviceable, but there's something else happening. Let's go through it. Let's go through it. Yeah, 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 yeah um so let's so let's go through it a couple of things let's talk about some satellite issues outside of it that you may have noticed let's go back Uh, one of the I can never tell the difference Jake Paul uh, yeah princes you know Kevin Smith as an aside to address your comment Kevin Smith asked Prince in an interview at one point or they were just chatting if he thought his back problems that he was taking all that shit for had anything to do with the fact that he'd been wearing high heel shoes since 1977. And Prince was like, uh, what are you talking about? <laughs> oh, okay, bro. Okay. Okay, bro. So, uh you haven't noticed that you're wearing high heel shoes. That kind of when people do that stuff to me, it kind of constantly baffles me. Like that kid you know my famous story with a kid i hear breaking glass breaking glass i run around the corner when i was a lifeguard and some kid has got a t-shirt full of stones and he's got a stone in his hand and i go hey quit breaking those windows he's like i'm not breaking any windows he's got the rock in his hand he's got a shirt folded up with a with a, with a like a pouch full of rocks what do you do with that kind of i just he got me <laughs> It's like that great movie with Sid Caesar where the guy, the guy's wife comes in, catches him in bed with somebody else and she's screaming and flipping out, Other woman systematically gets dressed because the husband gets dressed, makes the bed, you know, grabs his newspaper, grabs his pipe, goes and sits down in the easy chair and he goes, what are you talking about? That woman, the woman who was here, that woman who was, when he was here, he's he I, I don't know what you're talking about. Or alternatively, that woman I know who comes in, finds. I can't even tell his whole story because I, I'm going to use it later for, for when I finds her her fiance having sex with somebody else. She runs out screaming, comes back two hours later, says, so we need to talk. And he goes, that was nobody. She goes, what do you mean? I was, We have a big screen TV. I was just watching some porn. And she bought it. She bought it. So, you know, so um, OK. So, um, so I'm I'm thinking that if you, if you, if you go back to Jake Paul or Logan Park, I never remember which, and the fight, and everybody's watching this, or at least they're apprised of it. I refuse to watch it, and Francis and Ganu is sitting wherever Francis Ngannou was sitting, and he's looking at how much Paul made. Francis Ngannou goes over to his phone or his laptop, and he types in the amount of money. I think this is what the the tweet said. Types in the amount of money. and then an all cap says what are we doing wrong and that is a portion where like if you've seen Fitzcarraldo, you know <laughs> the herzog movie where not only is a movie about them trying to move a move a, a full live ship over over the hill in the Amazon but they actually did do that to see if they could do it while they were filming the movie and they did think I just starts to list up and it starts to fall back and that's what I was feeling that was a moment in the future that may be the moment where you start thinking you start thinking like the tri-level chess you know if you're sitting there going man man He's got a red piece and I got a black piece. Wait a minute. That's checkers. (laughs) He started to do the MMA math. I lose to Derek Lewis. I'm fucked. I beat Derek Lewis for that Derek Lewis money compared to what Mr. Paul got. I'm fucked. I beat Derek Lewis again. I'm fucked. I've done nothing to increase the value of my brand. i this is like Pascal's wager. I uh, uh, let's see, lose to Derek Lewis. They try to turn it shit into a trilogy for Derek Lewis money And, as part of an extended negotiation ploy. They offer a, 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 the, the last part of a trilogy to Stipe, meaning that their, their fifth or sixth choice, the oopsies' fifth or sixth choice, is Johnny Boney Joni. Now, call me crazy, Francis and Ghanu sitting around thinking, call me crazy, but if I have a chance to make 15 mil from a fight versus $570,000 that he made the last fight or something like that. It wasn't over 600,000. If I have a chance to make 10 mil, why would I want to fight five or six engagements post that, before that? So all of a sudden, all of us, look, the cover that the Baldwin needed was Schaefer. The guy, a former Oscar De La Hoya guy, for show, Showtime guy, the big, the big, the deal maker. Johnny Bonney, Johnny gets rid of Malky, or Malky steps aside, whatever. It was clearly not advancing with Malky at the helm. Something had to happen. Those two guys at the table weren't going to make it happen. You need for the ultimate fight, you need the ultimate deal maker. So he gets Schaefer, which gives the bald one. A curtain to run by now you don't think no, no, hold on no, hold on a second keep in mind something happened and it was like i'm going to do something right in your face and you're not even going to notice it because it's right in your face i went to an art gallery with a friend of mine and he stole a piece of artwork off of the fucking wall i was like how do you how'd you do that keep in mind that when i was with him we were talking we're going i can't believe you did that like, off the wall the, he said, I gotta make a stop. So we go someplace, he's getting his TV repaired or something. it goes to some appliance repair shop. We go into the reply and he's talking to the guy, and he takes something off the counter and walks out with it. The guy is looking him in the eye. It is like it was like the weirdest kind of Jedi mind trick. I go, Did you did you already pay for that? Or is that the thing you got came to fix? He was like, no. I go, whoa, 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 wait. wait is this yours did you previously own that no dude just fucking stole it so something happened and nobody paid attention diaz fought Oh, they rolled out the trucks. They were like, oh, the, the, the and this guy and the the, the bing and then I got to go. he's looking and they do this one to two oh nine and they had this package and it's all this love, love, love. Well, he hasn't fought. He's like, give me a big fight or big money. That's like saying the same thing twice. Nobody noticed the fact that Diaz was on said, "I'm not going to fight again." Until I get money that's commensurate with my talents and what I bring. Oh, he's not a needle mover, he says. Mike Kogan goes, The fuck, he's not. He's moving all kinds of needles and he moves needles. Independent of McAnal. The fact that Diaz was on the card can mean very, means that, that in certain occasions, certain cases, the bald one is willing to pony up. Why? In the same way that a squid, a, a squid, what is it, it squeezes, squeezes ink into the water when it's trying to escape. Gano saying, "What are we doing wrong?" There was no, there was no pushback on that from the bald one. Focused on, instead on Costa after your last stick it up the joint. Focused on other things. Never addressed that. You haven't heard anything about derek lewis and and, and and gano haven't and you you haven't actually heard anything from you know uh, the antagonist in new mexico yeah um <laughs> i mean the days of being able to you're gonna have to make a mid-course adjustment because the days of getting cats to do stuff for okie It's just, is it's 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 it's, there are enough horror stories out there where only if you're a re look, I mean, I could just name look 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 look. I'm sorry, remember last week when we talked about? I started naming off people that were huge stars within my lifetime, and a lot of you were blanking. Michael Moriarty, Julie Christie, who's that? What the fuck is that? Well, let's go. I mean, you know, even at this point now. Christian Slater, those of you kids of the '90s. Good. This stuff, none of this stuff is permanent. Very few, very little of it is permanent. Very little of it. Permanent. So you gotta get. I mean, there's no such thing as eh, Next time, next time, this business could be never. And if you fall for that, you're you're a fool. And Gano has suddenly had a moment of clarity and realized. Big money is now. Big money is not tomorrow. Big money is right now. Yep. You you, you know what? There's that attitude about contracts that if you sign a contract, you can't complain. You know who doesn't think that? Every guy who's got tons of money who signs contracts. (laughs) You know? Because everything is negotiable. Everything. Everything. If somebody is telling you that it's not, neg- war is a negotiation. If people are telling you that something is non-negotiable, that's a negotiation. My final offer is this, says Michael Corleone, nothing. That guy should have understood exactly what was happening when he made that offer. Oh, you're idle threats, you Italians, you do what you got to do. Godfather Part Two is what I'm talking about. So these, these Topo Gigio style, these plates are spinning, and Ghana was like shocked at how much Paul's making. the whole MMA universe, Paul's like, "I'm going to put these guys on blast." You know, Schaefer is now in the picture for Johnny Boney Joni, and some Tyson is hotboxing and suggesting, why don't you guys violate your contract? Go out there, book the fight yourself, get somebody some functionary to book the venue, take it. The, there, there are companies out there, event companies that do that. And then you, you know, then they can sue you for tortious interference, and you can work that shit out in court for fifteen years, and you walk away with thirty million apiece. And in fifteen years, when they adjudicate, maybe that you were at fault for violation of your contract, then they can charge you, and then you could pay in in two thousand twenty-one dollars in, in the year twenty forty. Yep. There is no sympathy. Look, I've done sympathy for the bald one on several shows, giving credit where credit is due. But 17% got to stop. It's criminal, especially when you could have quieted this stuff down with three. And I know how rich guys think. Well, if I give them twenty percent, they'll ask for twenty-three. If I give twenty-three, they'll ask for twenty-six. If I give twenty-six, they'll ask for thirty. It's a slippery slope. You just can't go around throwing money around. Yeah, but you know what? Now your drum beat is starting to sound like something is Neil Pert-esque. Gone from congas to now we got like an eighteen-piece drum set. It's you, you get you, you can't. What they say to Hitler? How many, how many fronts are you going to fight on? And from his point of view, he's like, I don't give a shit. I'm going to give. Better I give later than sooner. And if that's the attitude, I got you. 100%. You're right. If I got to give in ultimately, I'll give in later, not sooner. The fight itself, oh, boy, Jamoy. Leon, this was a fight. Keep in mind, somebody said something sagely between now and the last 12 hours. They said, listen, make no mistake. Leon Edwards didn't pick this fight. He didn't make this fight happen. Diaz made the fight happen. (laughs) He's like, I want to fight a tough guy. You know, I want to. There was juice in the fight he's a stand he was a standard for george Vidal, right so uh let I me mean, find a badass motherfucker guy badass motherfucker belt there it was just a different it was that kind of but the thing is you know and and i actually for a moment i i picked diaz to win um yeah let me read you let me read you let me let me let me let me share, tell you where i'm going with this and tell you why my heart goes out to my heart goes out to uh to uh uh uh, uh Leon Edwards. And I got this from um I got this from Andrew Hernandez. And it, and Andrew Hernandez texted me last night. he goes, and just like that no one cares about Leon Edwards again. <laughs> I had tears in my eyes. That was probably the funniest fucking thing ever. And there, there's, there's a certain category of cat. Yeah, yeah, but us another situation. There's a certain category of cat that has this same problem. We've seen this before in the UFC. And these guys would have profited in the old days when it was like best fighters against best fighters, but it is now a sports entertainment complex. There's a reason why we know who Chad Ocho Chad Johnson is Chad Johnson is no longer Chad Johnson. He had a boxing match, he got knocked out. But whatever, Mr. Ocho Cinco, then you pay attention. Mo' better world peace, pay attention. Leon Edwards is, is and, and but then there, there is low charisma, perfectly capable. The clouds haven't cleared enough for this guy to to be significant to to us in any any real way. He's trying he's trying to break through, but he's doing stuff that's consistent with his character, and that's not it's not so much working. I saw um, Larry Holmes chafe heavyweight champion after Muhammad Ali, chafe that I'm not him. I'm not trying to find the place in the heart that fill this huge hole left in the heart, in the heart of, of, of combat sports, over the Muhammad Ali's absence, exit. And to a certain degree, he's got the D.C. thing coming. D.C. could never figure out. He's like, I do everything right, and you guys are booing me, and you're cheering Johnny Boney Joni. you're cheering that guy? Keep in mind, Edwards raises his hand after he wins the fight, and people are like, crickets, I crickets. Diaz raises his hand. He's like, ah! Why do I, we identify with one versus the other? What about the mythos, the Diaz 209 mythos, finds such great purchase in the eyes of fans worldwide? Because if you don't think Shinya Inoki is, is, is ripping him off when he's like flipping off the entire <laughs> Tokyo Dome, you're wrong. What is it about? What is it about that makes us go, man? That we see more of ourselves in in, in the Diazes than we do in some impossibly perfect Edwards. Now, Edwards has got it. If you you know, if you dig deep, I mean, he's got a compelling story. And from his point of view, he's like, "What else do I have to do? You know, I'm trained, I'm killing. My, I'm like, I'm the best there is. I'm the top flight. What a!" And, and because I'm not smiling and joking? What do I gotta do? Soft shoe to make you happy? I and, and I think what we respond to when we see him is we respond to his hurt. My kids once said something. They said, Dad, how come we've never seen you cry? I go, I cry all the time. So yeah, but we've never seen it. So uh, you well, hang around long enough, it'll happen. And my Ruby says, I don't want to see that. She, and she, I go, why? You know, I thought she's gonna do some kind of macho. I don't think men. She goes, nah, because you don't cry often enough, so that I know if you were crying, it would be something that was so horribly bad that it was going it was not going to be good for any of us. Hmm. Yeah. And and largely, when especially when you deal with men. This goes back to the mythos that we we're talking about two shows ago. You got to be very careful when men start to cry, because somebody could, you know, to 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 bolster this sense of themselves as a person who does not do this, they might just start killing people. It's a man way. <laughs> so you know, Edwards, his feeling, his feeling hurt. It it, it doesn't make us, we don't want to cuddle him. It doesn't make us, it doesn't endear him to us. Diaz takes a scrappy underdog story, goes into the fight as an underdog, smoking weed at the press conference. The lovable loser, there's a phrase, lovable loser. There's no lovable winner. Nobody ever has that. And he snatches victory from the jaws of defeat. If you don't think that he can justify and will get, will get more money his the next fight, they're already talking about him rounding out the trilogy with Connor. Money. Cause where is Connor gonna go after he gets beaten by Poirier? He, he, Connor is pretty much done fighting real fights. That's an exhibition match that I could live with, especially since I think I think Diaz should have won the second one. I'm, a, I'm a, a 209 nut jumper whatever these guys are known associates so I might be a little biased what is Edwards gonna have to do I don't know he's gotten out with Crappington Crappington is not interested Crappington wants to rematch for the belt shouldn't get a chance should be forced to go against Edwards because Edwards needs to know what it feels like for at least a smidgen to be liked, so that he knows I want more of that and less of this other thing. It's what do they say? I, hate is not the opposite of love, it, it, or hate, love is not the opposite. It's indifference, and we are largely uh, 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 um, indifferent. I mean, and, and keep in mind the Diaz's have done this the whole time. I always used to say they're on like the pride clock. Like the rounds in their heads seem to be like not five minute, but ten minute rounds. Like pride used to have like ten minute, really long rounds. Was the fight great? It was great. <laughs> it, 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 it was great. However, it wouldn't be the show stomper if I didn't want to introduce a little, a little disquiet into the evening's events. In the fourth round, Diaz also had him boggled at maybe three minutes and 23 seconds. He did nothing with it. He was watching the fight with the same eyes I got. Why didn't he do anything with it? I don't know, I'm just raising a point. I'm just something that just kind of sticks in my head. I don't know. And he starts pouring it on I, you know, again, it goes down to the key bono. It goes down to key bono. Fifth round, he kind of wait and he was getting put on his ass. You know, Nate, I mean, he lost all those rounds soundly. But then he pours it on at the end. He's like, oh, if I only had 30 seconds. And it was this it was like, oh, that made me a little bit, I don't know what the word is. Suspicious, like, suspicious, just a little suspicious. I I can't think of who it would benefit. I mean, Diaz was like, "I I want a title shot. He can get the title shot anyway. I'm not saying he was dogging it against Edwards. That was a credible win for Ed Edwards, but if he's watching the same fight I'm watching, why at that point, if it was a guy who was 26 years old, and you see man on chicken legs, you you go in for the kill. You don't let him hug hug you. You you t- take a glance at the clock and you pound. He didn't do it. Now, on the one hand, knowing the is to a certain degree, it's like. Fundamentally to them, it doesn't matter whether they win or lose. He said he he comes out and says at the presser, he goes, yeah, you know, I lost the fight, whatever. You know, I know if it was a street fight. But he acknowledged that he lost the fight, but then follows up with the street fight thing because that'll resonate with, that's brand consistent. I don't know how much he got for this fight, and I don't think we'll know. I don't think we'll know because it was enough to get him to fight the fight. After sitting out, and now they're talking about having having his brother come back. Nick and Nate again. You think they suddenly lowered the amount they held out? A- and they held out long enough so that the money that they might want to actually fight is much less still than the money that they should be getting, but less than what these guys like Nganu and Johnny Joni know they should get. You see what I'm saying? Like if you would you could probably b- buy a Diaz for two mil a fight. At this point, now a lot of the heavy nobody's put two two mil a fight. I'm not fighting for that. Not fighting for that. Now the only fight on the card, uh Steph won the week on Care Don't Care. So that means John lost again. That that's that that math. Um, but the only fight that actually had me going, God damn was was uh davy figs and, and moreno and uh, uh uh mr is said it best when they had the pushing thing at the at the at the at the weigh-in he's like dude pull the yoana and J- jj he's done he, davy figs is done when they're doing stuff like that you know it means the the other cat and and i talked about it on on care don't care today i go what you witnessed when you witnessed Moreno do what he he had done, was it kind of certitude? Uh, 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 it, there was a guy who killed a bunch of people, and um, I can't remember his name. Um, he and I, he, I remember who he was because he used in one of his letters where he described the killing. He he used a phrase that cracked me up, which was "by the wacky light of the moon." And I said, if I somebody had written me a note that use the phrase, by the wacky light of the moon, I would know they were crazy. Or alternatively, like, guys, you know, I'm going to cut your eye off. There's something that doesn't light up. You know, you would say eyes punch you in the eye. I mean, it just, you know, it just shows the mind, wacky light of the moon. I would never use the word wacky to describe the moon it just wouldn't and a million years would never do it so 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 but the, the, this guy his phrase the murderer was like one one of his other phrases that stuck with me and i'm sorry i can't remember who the guy was he said in my mind there was no other way and moreno very much came with that like there no matter how i throw the dice they don't come up anything other than Moreno. You can push me at the bar. You would, and, and this is largely the same calculation. This is largely the same calculation that if you train in, in Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, that goes into you, if you get in a dust up with somebody or you know words are exchanged. I'm in a bar situation, some guy would. I said, well, unless a guy's got a gun or a knife, unless he's training seven days a week, like I am, he's literally got no chance. None. Zero. Zero. So he can bark, bark, wolf, wolf all he wants, but in Moreno's eyes, I saw that certitude. In his head, there was no other way. And yeah, okay, so he's in, so they're in Arizona. He's got his wife, you know, and a lot of times, that's distracting for people. But No, no, no. And you know, I also have a theory about guys who have lots of daughters. (laughs) Guys who have lots of daughters are not guys to be fucking trifled with. That's my point. As a man with four daughters, I'm telling you. Moreno is not losing this thing on rematch. Did you see? Did you see? Outside of... Outside of having the body lock with the foot, you know, the, the the lock on the wrong side, the downside where you actually want the guy heavy into the lock. And it was because I would have tried to switch it up. He probably would have lost it. I think Davey Figs was waiting for him to switch it up. To that. He goes, look, the body lock is the least important thing. You know, this hand fighting for the neck thing, that's the most important thing. Jesus Christ, you know. I mean uh and the thing is I don't expect Davy Figgs to come back. Davy Figgs was made an executive gatekeeper last night. Cuz we've never s- w- n- tell me about a a Brazilian champion that we've seen come back. Can't think of any. You know. And uh, and you want to talk about national character in terms of in terms of how these cats I, I, there was never any point at which I could have walked into a room and said that Marvin Vittori was not fighting like an Italian. <laughs> he was like, he needs to get, he needs to surround himself with a team full of, 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 uh, a team full of Norwegians. <laughs> you know, just people, just chill your shit out, bro. Rafael Cordero was like, "Oh, yeah, that it was an embarrassing promo package he had, Rafael Rafael Cordero was like, "You lost that first round I, I didn't. You want to know how a Mist was made? Marvin Vittori was all all over that. Ho, Gaines says to, to Izzy he goes, What do he say to you? What were you guys talking about?" He said, Well, he didn't he, you know I know we don't like each other, but you know it's the thing He goes, Yeah, you didn't win that fight. oh." you are gonna pull a Donald Trump? And uh, Hogan's comment was great. He was like, well, everybody else thinks so, (laughs) you know. All of the judges, all the people in attendance, those scores were not trifling scores, bro. Those scores were domination scores, three separate judges. This was no, this was as unanimous of a decision as anybody could have gotten. There was stuff that you could have done that you didn't do and guess what your phantom toll booth with a number that looks like oh I didn't know they could put that many numbers on a piece of paper because you've gustified yourself you're not going to you you're, you're going to insist that you what okay this is number 2 you're not going to get a number 3 why you you have to start working through those numbers on that sheet of paper to get yourself back in contention and this should give you time listen there's something if you haven't noticed with his Nigerian cats, there's something I've noticed from years back. I, I as ah, check Congo, just a stand-up guy, got no ground skills. Check Congo went away, woodshed this shit, came back, ground skills. Not great ones, not like the guys that you've been wrestling since you were six years old. Not great ones, but you know, check Congo, Francis Ngano. Izzy had a scant three months since, since Blahovitz, and I knew after having interviewed Eugene Behrman, I knew dude would 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 come back. He said, "Every moment of every day, seven days a week, sometimes twice a day, we're gonna work on grappling. That's what we're gonna do." Uh-huh. Yeah, that. Uh, uh-huh. Look like at the kids in the stroller. Uh huh. Is that her? foot That's way up there. I can't tell. Um. So uh. So uh, you know, I I it's a it's a, it's a it was a bad look for Marvin. It continue. I, I I don't know what to tell him. I don't know how he can get ahead of the game. He should have worked the body more. But at this point now, he's got to you know since he's already doing the Wideman thing, he's got to go full Wideman. Get out of that. Get out of that. Get out of that. That that that. Get out of that weight bracket. Up or down, up or down. And people were asking me, you know, given his general attitude and bearing, you know, about what I thought about the, the PED, TCA thing. PED, performance enhancing drugs, TCA, the chemical advantage. I don't, I don't know. I did know that I believe Izzy got surgery. Not because I saw any scarring, but because it was there, was, uh, uh, there was his chest looked completely normal. Horror movie style, I want to say too normal. And the sides matched. Who matched? (laughs) Uh, I mean, you know, so I I don't know. I, you know, I I don't know if Marvin, but I it's at this point now, he's, it's, we're in that kind of Clint Eastwood spaghetti Western space. It's that was a song, great song choice that he used going into it, where after he gets beaten up, he goes out to the, the, and then, you know, shoot for the heart, Ramon, shoot for the heart. Yeah. So, um, yeah yeah that's right that's right so uh, 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 I, I think it's a sad look for vittori I, I don't know what he's gonna have to do but as evidenced by the moreno thing you can be as out as out can be and the future will change for you but it takes a level of belief and and luck and good fortune and fate smiling on you to make it happen <laughs> yeah hey marty g hey Thankfully, we're going to start running the JJB again. Mm, I, I've held it off for a bit. I'll explain why next weekend. Next weekend, all will be revealed. There's a. We just did the care, don't care for next weekend's fights. There are 14 fights or 15 fights on the card. Guess how many I care about? A two. A two. Next weekend's fights. There can't be any more dog of a... I don't give a shit about. uh, Actually, that was one of the fights I did pick. Korean Zombie and who? I can't remember now. Matt Brown, immortal Matt Brown is fighting on the card. That should tell you all you need to know. I love Matt Brown. Five years ago. Well, he says, you can say that you're not in there training every day. Oh, really? (laughs) Anyway. Anyway, so what other fights were of note? I came in on Zima. Is that the guy's name? I can't remember if that was his name, or just a cheap drink from the 90s. And uh, I bested John because I picked against Joanne Calderwood. Now, John Wood was a known associate. So under normal circumstances, and I've always been in pocket for Joanne Calderwood, but I didn't see uh, Vegas has a way of making you soft, as does being hooked up with your trainer. I didn't really see that this was necessarily going to happen. And Murphy, Murphy, um, she cardio issues going into the third, but the second was such a beating and domination that it colored how you understood the first round. And the third one, you know, uh, Calderwood would have had to do something really significantly damaging to actually pull that fight out. So I was glad. Ah, Terence McKinney. Uh, oh, so hold on, hold on, who's the cat of oh, the Paul Craig fight? Everybody's asking me about that. I got to know, I, I got to tell you, this is the benefit of knowing a little bit of jiu-jitsu. As soon as a guy, at, uh, what's it, as Hill, as soon as he starts wrapping those long legs up and starts to, to, to gr- play the risk, and hold, I, I looked away. <laughs> I didn't waste any time. I knew it was coming. I knew after the way those guys were at the weigh-in. I knew there would be resistance to tapping. I turned away. And I, all it was like, if you watch Grizzly Man, second time, take a drink. Werner Herzog referenced during the show where he says, you know, I'm not making a snuff movie. He does it about Timothy Treadwell, the guy who was a grizzly bear whisperer. And so he shows people a video of, 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 of Treadwell being eaten by a grizzly bear, but he doesn't show the audience. He films people's reaction to the video that they're seeing, but deprives us of the video. and uh, and his justification was I'm not I don't I don't make snuff films okay got you perfect okay I'm I I don't I'm not I don't really need to see a guy torn to bits even a dumbass by a grizzly well maybe yeah you know what I'm saying so so um uh so Hill his arm is apparently not broken badly dislocated uh And you know, things work when I was at Stanford, they give this thing I call the Frosh book, which is what Zuckerberg later ended up basing Facebook on. Every year they put it in, it's, it, it's an invaluable resource. As a freshman, you know, as an 18 year old boy, you, it's on your bed, you show up at, at Stanford and you look and all the hot girls, you're like, these hot girls live here. Let, and I don't know what other guys did, but I was like, I'm gonna go talk to her. You know, go over across to Brandon Hall, hey I'm Eugene we're from New York hey <laughs> so yeah you have but one thing like 10 years after I was at somebody's house or somebody's friends or something or other and man I'm getting weird calls bro I gotta turn the phone upside down Um, I I, I, uh, <clears throat> um, I picked up somebody else's frosh book and in their frosh book I open it up. I start looking through, and I go to my freshman dorm, and it was like, what is that movie uh, uh, uh Body Snatchers? I look and I could see my corollary ten years after Now, when you do your application process at Stanford, you send your photo, so I can see the guy that they chose to play the Eugene Robinson role in nineteen ninety and it was eerie on paper. He looked just like me. I mean, figuratively and literally. I say this only to say that I think Paul Craig, even though in age notwithstanding, is the new Damian Maia. Because the old Damian Maia needs to go the fuck on. I'm sorry. I I always give a hard time to wrestlers for not taking Brazilian jiu-jitsu seriously. Well, now it's my time to give a hard time to Brazilian jiu-jitsu guys for not taking wrestling seriously. You couldn't manage to figure out a a takedown other than that single leg. You didn't run the pipe on the single leg, which means stepping back and pulling it toward you. You didn't get close enough to trap his standing leg. Or you didn't do Eugene Robinson style. If if a guy kicks at me and I get his leg, I'm throwing that leg as high as I can, pushing it up. If I tear your hamstring off your leg or break it, I'm sorry, I had it. I didn't know what else to do with it. So, Eugene, have you ever done that? Actually, I've not done that in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. But I have done that when I used to compete in bullshit karate. And they do get angry with you when you do that. <laughs> they do not like it. Um, Yeah, hey, bro, I, I told you before, I love Scotland. But I am absolutely, yeah, now, now, Marty, I've never done that in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. No way. I can't. <laughs> I can't. that's the kind of thing that i only had energy to do i used to do it when i was training with kung lee that's when i had it and then i was like 38. (laughs) so but yeah i've often said that about scotland i can't i can't yeah yeah i do i do a lot of that i can't i can't i can't understand what those guys are saying ever i love scotland i had good times in scotland but i just can't i can understand what they're saying to me in england i can understand what they're saying to me in ireland i can understand what they're saying to me in wales and scotland I have no fucking idea. Simple things. I pull up in the car, I go into a place, the guy says, points to the car and says an eight-word sentence, and I'm lost. And I refuse to buckle under. I refuse. I said, excuse me. I'm sorry, I don't understand. Excuse I'm sorry. I'm sorry. and I'm just I'm, I'm just keep at it until and then finally some guy who was at, it, 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 we we're in a recording studio, some guy had mercy with me on me and was like, he's saying, could you move the car? God damn it! What what language was he speaking? And they look at me. It's, it's, it's England. He's speaking English. I see the fuck he was. Anyway, Craig, um, I, uh, in terms of big guy jiu-jitsu, he, he checks a lot of boxes off of me. He's uh, uh, all the big guys that used to be really great. Dean Lister, all the great jiu-jitsu big guys who are now no longer there. Uh, who was the guy who used to hold on to his submissions way too long? I forgot. I forgot who he, his name. It's he wasn't particularly tall, but he was stocky. It's always nice for me to see. I can't do any of that shit that Paul Craig does, but it's nice for me to see that it's possible. Keep hope alive! Keep hope alive. Yeah, Paula Harris. Yeah, 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 Paula Harris. Yeah, yeah, so, um, so, uh, and then what other fights were of note? Yeah, McKinney, the seven second great story. Love to hear the uh Terrence McKenna. Sorry, uh McKinney, uh Terrence McKenna. Um, hearing him talk the seven second knockout over uh not not Drew Dober. Oh, I about Drew Dober and Brad Riddell. That was that fight. That fight, and I hate to do this to you again. Sorry, that fight was nails, but there was a little too much high fiving, low fiving. And these guys have understood implicitly the message I've given out. The most important person during the 15 minutes or the 25 minutes of your fight is that other person on the other side of the cage. You both could leave that cage losers depending on what that person does. They knew halfway through that fight that that fight was a fight of the night which was relieving. So no matter what happens, win or lose, I get a 50, degree, a 50 g fifty Well, is that Marty, Marty's good with numbers. 50 Gs. 50, what percentage of the total gate does 50 Gs represent? It's probably not even 1%. I, I, I'm just making numbers up. But they were happy to get it and they should have gotten it. That Riddell fight, that cat, he's now both, you know, Dober not so much a care before, but, Riddell, yeah, that was, that was fighting through adversity. Yeah, there you go. Come on, man. $50,000. Matt Favola picked, was picked by John Nash. and That, that craziness. But of course, the, the shitty, shitty feeling, the drug burn feeling when you get a Terrence McKenna is because you know and I know beyond a shadow of a doubt, dude is being played. You know it, and I know it. Anytime they start to do that, at one point, my mother, there was a family lore about Joe Lewis after one of his fights, before they ripped him off and he had to get a job in a men's room. And they they said, what do you want to say, Joe, after you win, you know? He said, I'm glad I won, mama. It's like uh, everybody in my family. You know, we had a bunch of fight fans, great grandmother and so on. They were like, mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. "They're gonna rob that boy," and they did. So McKinney, great story, great backstory. He's happier than he's ever been. He's, oh, you got the fourth shortest knockout ever. And because I can't believe I'm in here talking to Joe. I wish he would have completed that sentence. I can't believe I'm talking to a 130 millionaire Joe Ro- Joe game. I can't believe I'm fighting for a billionaire. I can't believe it. I can't believe I get so little money out of this engagement. I can't believe it. Well, guess what? Believe it. So anyway, um, if there's, what am I missing on the card? I, I watched... Uh, Murphy, I, yeah. The fact is, you know, what we're gonna do is like a what I remember was what was significant. I would have hated myself if I had forgotten about Riddell and uh and uh and uh uh, uh Dober. There were other fights on the card that I saw, but uh, none that have risen to the occasion. Next week will be will be terrible, but next week we got the JJB coming back um and we might have an interesting um i might i I might be able to explain stuff from you for you that you've heard me talk about in i i don't want to tease something i'm not going to deliver on but next week's show could be heavy that's all that's all i'm going to say now they went out for the walk. They'll be back in a second. The kid'll probably be sleeping when she comes back. So I'm going to end the show now. But the show was good. But I can't help feeling that it was mixed with a dollop of I don't know fentanyl. And sorry, uh, I I I'm not talking about Bellator. <laughs> you got to know the backstory with Bellator. I'm not talking about those guys. Fucking get tough with me, threaten to sue me when I got a tape of it. yeah, okay. (laughs) Got a tape You know what I'm talking about. Those of you with long enough memories know what I'm talking about. And they leaned on me like my father did. When they got tough with me, when they are like, threatening, I was like, I got a tape of it. I got proof. I'll fuck you all. I played it on the air. And then the guy was like, these are your friends. These are your friends. I was like, ah, man, shit, god damn, they all my friends. How could I do this to my friends? Why would I? Ah, man, are you a journalist or are you a friend? Are you a friend or are you a journalist? Ah, man. But then I realized, okay, I'm a journalist and a friend. If I don't have anything good to say, I guess I won't say anything. If I can't say anything, then I I shouldn't say anything, right? Right? That's what we're Anyway, this is round number. A one. Let me see if I can do this. A one. yeah exactly man that's what they gave me you know and and kogan is, is calling sarau and sarau was like hey you know he's crazy what am i gonna do you know what i'm gonna do yeah tommy lb i forgot you all could do what tommy lb does and send the cash in the mail that's super fucking helpful that's how i got my computer out and you realize the dead guy computer that they uh that they tried to pawn off on me they um, they've never charged me for it. They just felt so bad. So this is it. This is the new computer that they're trying to convince me is 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 my computer. Okay. Look, it's got feet on it. They just took somebody else's computer and they put and how I know? Because my Mussolini sticker on it, they didn't have. It didn't have as it was Mussolini, and the guy just looks at me like, Deer in the headlight. I go, Yeah, man. This is not my computer, but it's a nicer, better computer than mine. I'm not complaining, and it was all for free. Now, if I was wanting to chase the guy to pay, then I could, but the guy said, I'll call you about the money, and he hasn't done that yet. So, uh, yeah, no, uh, no, 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 bro. Yeah, rest in peace Mussolini sticker. (laughs) Look at that. Look at that. You know, and the funny thing is, I mean, people. I you know, I, I realized, and, I'll, and then I'll end after this. I was in Italy in a lobby in Rome, in a lobby of a hotel, answering some emails, doing some work while I was on tour. And I was getting really heavy duty vibes from people, and I was like, "Man, people are people so cranky today." And I realized, "Oh shit! Of course, in it, you know, you take the least Mussolini-looking photo of Mussolini, and you use it." And to an American, they're like, "Who's that old guy in your computer?" They don't know. They don't know. Any, anywhere else, but in Italy, yeah, they know. You know. I was like, man, yeah. Maybe I should have another sticker for Italy. I need to develop some sort of cultural sensitivity. And that's one. Uh, let, let's end with that because I've been arguing with people a lot. Let's. I've been arguing with people a lot about this woke thing, just made up internet words. And I was like, I'm going to put something in your head. I'm going to put something in your head. I want you to think about between now and next week. Doesn't it seem strange that from doing music since 1980 and from writing articles, I think I had my first article published in 1977, and if you watch the show enough, you know, kind of get a sense of what I'm like. Doesn't it seem strange that I've never gotten caught up in that shit? Some guy said to me, all right, man, you, 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 you must have be, you know, come on. Don't tell me you haven't gotten one drunk one time and called your friend, a, your, you know, your friend, a, you know, a racial slur. I got uh, no. Oh, so you're Mr. Perfect. I said, no, I always pick my words very, very carefully. I did it. I did it one time with a friend and he's African-American guy. And we're talking. And I said, oh, man, fucking pigs. And I saw him visibly recoil and I'd forgotten that he was a cop. And I just go, oh, fuck. I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. My mother was a cop. My grandmother was a cop. I had for cops, you know, I just, I was getting lazy. And I go, and I just, I could see he recoiled like a cop. I said, yeah, I'm sorry. But outside of that, outside of that. Now, either it's that my profile is so low, who cares what the guy with one shoe and the funny hat is saying, who cares? He could say anything. Retard, tranny, he could say anything, and people go, I don't give a fuck about that guy. Or it's that it's the way in which you do it. You know, these, these comedians trying to find offense and build a whole comedy routine about offense. And the reality is people, we understand that you're joking, Bill Burr. Cause yeah, but I can't do college, Chris Rock can't do college, can't, Chris Rock can't do college campuses anymore because nobody knows who the fuck Chris Rock is. I mean, in other words, Chris Rock's fan, if you haven't figured it out, Oxbow, we saw our fan base molt every four years with college. People getting to college, they going to German techno, fuck Oxbow. I have people coming to shows now bringing their bored teenagers guys who if you went up to the streets and you like Oxford, they go yeah you'd be like no fucking way so out of out of 40 years in sort of a sort of public life i i've not i've not done anything i've punched people in the face i've done i've done all kinds of not great shit, but never anything where somebody's like categorically yeah well you know eugene you know Gay bashed me. Uh, Eugene, uh, you know he 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 called me a dirty Jew. Or you just... did? Why? Because I'm not an asshole. It's that simple. <laughs> it's that simple. I've told risque stories, but I'm t- I'm g- I'm reporting the facts, telling you like they should be told. And you may not like what happened in the story. But I'm telling you the story how it was told. That's what my next novel's about. And I also got pegged to to write a memoir, Feral Feral Press Process Media. Just did it. I put out in the substack the piece with Darius uh, James. They contacted me. Like, come on, pull the trigger on this. We're talking about it. Anyway, anyway, just think about that. Think about, I'll give you a corollary that makes sense, and then I gotta stop it. There's a guy I know who is a traditional, what they call a whoremonger, <laughs> was addicted to prostitutes. That was his addiction. a sex addiction for prostitutes. And he did not like using condoms. Right? It, let me put this in perspective. It, the guy had a multi-million-dollar business, which he ran into the ground because he spent all that money on prostitutes. He realized toward the end that he needed cheaper prostitutes so they could have more of them so he was going to that website which is now gone called frugal johns so he was only 50 dollar prostitutes and he so he could get but he was still running out of money how many we're talking about 300 women plus hmm. condomless and at some point we said if that guy Hasn't gotten HIV from heterosexual sex, then it's probably damn near impossible to catch HIV from heterosexual sex. And he wasn't one of those first appointment of the day guys. If he's going to, he was like every day. Didn't give it where I'll catch you. We a last appointment of the day. Didn't care. So that's what I'm saying. If after, if after all these people whining about, oh, I can't say this, I can't say that, as everything woke and day I can't do this, I can't do that, bullshit. If I've been in public life for forty fucking, how many, forty years, being the same kind of creepy douche that I am, but I haven't crossed that line, that leads you to believe, should comfortably leads you to believe that the people who do are fucking hammerheads and they get everything that's coming to them. That's all I got to say. Anyway, that's the end of the show. This is 169. We'll see you next week. and Stay alive if you can. Come back with the JJB, some other stuff. Until then, look what you made me do!